0: It's Quizzical!
1: It's Friday, but you don't need me to tell you that. And every Friday we do the RN Drive Friday Quiz. Formerly world famous, but because of a legal situation, we can't call anything world famous on Radio National anymore. I know what you're thinking. Maybe you're thinking you haven't studied the week that was in news and current affairs and that is the feeling amongst the two comedians who are before me shall we introduce them first up His latest movie grossed more than $2 billion and he's responsible for some of the most (laughs) iconic cinema in the world that we've ever... Oh, hang on, no. I've got that back to front. It's not James Cameron. Uh, Our first guest is a comedian, podcaster, and he reviews some of the most iconic films ever produced. Please put your hands together, clap at your radios and internet streams for writer, comedian, podcaster, Cameron James.
2: Thank you. I wish I had the bank account of James Cameron... And and some of the ex-wives of James Cameron as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, but then you'd be putting up with uh, the next uh, 50 years making more avatar films. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Also joining us tonight. baby, around baby, baby, around baby, will be Yeah, she's just a small town girl from West Australia who made it big in London. Only to end up back on her mum's sofa on the outskirts of Perth. Please make her feel very welcome. It's the award-winning comedian and very funny Brodie Snook.
0: Oh, wowee. Thank you so, so much for that ever so slightly <laughs> burning, bleak reminder <laughs> of my fall from grace.
1: A bit of a burning sensation. Uh, Let's start with you, Cameron. You're in a very busy uh, time. You're currently writing for the new ABC uh, project that we
2: can't talk about, can talk about? I think we can't name it, ah. but it, it does exist and it's from Chaz from The Chaser and I'm, I'm one of the new chasers. It's official.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> it's a franchise model now, is it? Uh, and you're off to the Adelaide fringe with your show Electric Dreams, which I gather is a bit of an awkward love letter to your pubescent teenage self.
2: That is correct, but I'm not going to Adelaide Fringe. I'm going to Melbourne Comedy Festival, Brisbane Comedy Festival and Sydney Comedy Festival. I'm sorry, Adelaide. I'm so sorry.
1: Well, they're used to being left out of things, aren't they? <laughs> Certainly when it comes to time zones. Brody, uh, sadly, we couldn't actually get you in the studio today, but you're joining us from sunny West Australia. Where exactly are you?
0: I am down in the beautiful Margaret River region, about three hours south of the
1: state's capital of Perth. And is that your hometown? Was that why we were sort of giving you a jab about Mum's Couch?
0: Yeah, originally it's my hometown, yes. So I've uh, just been fortunate enough to play Perth Fringe, uh, which wrapped up last week. So I'm taking a week off to revisit my mum's couch before heading out to play the festivals.
1: And your show focuses on the dream of murdering people. I feel like I'm going to have to get the Lifeline number ready to give out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a bit of a hard one to talk about on radio without scaring the
1: listeners. It's Um, a laugh riot and everyone dies.
0: Exactly. Look, it's a little bit of a comedy horror, um, much to my surprise. So it's been a a joy to put it together and a joy to freak my early audiences out,
1: so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's crack on. It's penalty shootout style. You might get a chance to steal an answer, only when I say it's okay. There are no buzzers. I would to decide the points. Cameron, first question to, to you. It's about the Canberra bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Director-General of ASIO, Mike Burgess, gave his annual threat assessment this week. Which of the following didn't he say? Okay. A he'd been pressured by public servants, business identities and academics to ease up on espionage operations. B, judges, journalists and defence veterans have been increasingly targeted by foreign agents. Or C, he revealed ASIO has sought out if Hugh Jackman could be played uh, in the real life James Bond. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love the idea of them getting involved in Hollywood. Um, a little. <laughs>
1: The CIA is heavily into Hollywood. That's I mean, true. why not Asia? Argo.
2: Argo was about that. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the Hugh Jackman one. As much as we'd all love to see uh, Hugh, the huge Jackman, play James Bond, I don't think that's really their purview.
1: Well, baby, you're right. Yes. Uh, Cameron, drawing first blood there. Yes, the other two are true. Mike Birch has said that he'd been pressured to ease up, uh, you know, go easy. Uh, yeah. We don't want all these guys talking to their cuffs around our business that uh, deals in cybersecurity with foreign actors. Uh, and there'd also been this concerted effort to entice journalists and judicial figures to work for a foreign power. Um, would you ever work for a foreign power, you two? Rubles or, or I- yuan?
2: Oh, I can't speak for Brody, but I'll work for anyone who's paying. You can speak for me, Cam, on the same.
1: Notwithstanding current sanctions against those two powers. Brodie, uh, this yes. is for you. Uh, the Ready. Prime Minister has been over your way this week. Uh, where did he hold a cabinet meeting? Was it A, the Goldfields in Kalgoorlie? Was it B, the brewery in Broome? Or C, the port of Port Headland?
0: Ooh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say C, Port Hedland. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
1: Did you pull that out of your proverbial or uh, was it uh, an educated guess?
0: Uh, I would say the former. Okay, okay. (laughs)
1: Well, it's a winning formula, so <laughs> maybe stick to it, of course. Yeah, the Prime Minister uh, um, held his cabinet meeting in Port Hedland, much to the uh, chagrin of locals, saying, why are all these com cars in town? Uh, he also wined and dined with some of Perth's biggest names on Monday, many of whom paid thousands to attend the exclusive dinner. I think it was 1500 bucks uh, just to get a table. 2000 to sit with a minister. Would you pay $2,000 to sit with a minister and who would it be?
0: Sorry, I'm just hung up on the statement, Perth's biggest names.
1: <laughs> Lots of personalities there.:
0: Yeah. Yep. I mean, have you do, do you know Basil? the list?: Basil.
1: It- uh, would Basil be there?: Were he- the guys Ooh. from
2: Eskimo Joe there
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, there's got to be more people from Perth that we can quote in this 30 seconds.: <laughs> I mean
0: furious that I wasn't on the list, but
1: Well, they should be paying 1,500 bucks to sit with you, Brody. <laughs> and they will, and they will. Cameron, Uh. what in the world? Uh, This is a story from some far-flung part of the globe. A very important geographical survey has taken place using a new digital mapping technique. And one country has more than half the islands they previously thought. So (laughs) they've basically woken up one day and they've got more than half the islands they thought they had. Was it A, Indonesia, B, Japan, C, Sweden?
2: Wow, okay, okay. You know what? I'm gonna take an educated guess. I've been to Sweden, and I know there are a lot of little islands in that in that country. So I'm gonna go with sea. Uh, please.
1: You think Sweden. the Swedish uh, the Swedes weren't terribly good at reading early maps?
2: Uh, yeah, I also can't imagine they'd be like you know across what they have in their own country. So, I see.
1: Yeah. I see. So Brody, was it Indonesia or? Japan, who suddenly Um, woke up with all these islands they didn't know about?
0: I'm going to guess uneducatedly, um, if that's a word on point, uh, Indonesia.
1: Yeah, so the Geospatial Information Authority, you'd be familiar with it, Mm -hmm. uh, of Japan, revealed its latest survey, uh, the first in 35 years, which showed seven. Thousand new islands were added to the region that increases the number of islands in japan uh to more than fourteen thousand. so maybe maybe you guys actually own private islands you didn't know about
2: how small does something have to be and still be considered an island i,
1: I did think that too are we talking about a rock Great question. here yeah it's like a sandbank yeah i think uh well in case you were wondering which country has the most number of islands it is, in fact, Sweden.
2: Wow. Okay, there we go.
1: 267,000 islands or rocks.
2: Wow. I've been on one of those rocks and it was one of the rocks that Bjorn from ABBA owned. And you're not <laughs> right. allowed on there, but I got on. <laughs> and then
1: I very quickly had to leave. <laughs> um, and this is an ABBA-themed island?
2: Oh, you'd think so. It's just Bjorn-themed. I don't think he cares too much about the other B and the two A's yeah. anymore.
1: He <laughs> is all about the B. Uh, Brody. Yes. To Spain, where the country's Secretary of State for Transport, which is how it's obviously literally translated from Spanish, has resigned after an error. Now, what happened here? Was it A, the minister ordered new trains which were too big to fit in the tunnels of the network? B, the minister accidentally made all public transport free, which led to massive delays? Or C, the minister reneged on a promise to introduce female only parking bays?
0: Oh. Okay, I'm going to guess disproportionate tunnels is what I believe I read, unless I'm just hoping that
1: that is true. Let's go A. Tunnels and trains. So they must have tape measures in Spain, right? You hope so. That's got to be other than height, width, has to be the only other metric that matters when you're pushing a train into a tunnel. How would this have happened? <laughs> Brody, any ideas?
0: Oh, sorry, I'm just hung up on pushing a train into a tunnel. You know, they run by themselves, <laughs> <laughs>
2: not in Spain.
0: Yeah, Not in Spain. No, you, takes, it takes a bunch of hot, shirtless man men
1: pushing them. You can push as much as you like in Spain, and nothing's going into the tunnel. Uh, yeah. So the minister ordered new trains, which were too big to fit in the tunnels. And yes, the secretary resigned over the affair. He's the fourth person to fall for the train tunnel scandal of 2023. <laughs> How did we miss this one, Brody? Oh, actually, oh, you guessed look. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean. Oh. Didn't, that, it happen, that
1: was... didn't it also happen in new south wales where they built a tunnel and the tunnel was too steep and the train wasn't powerful enough to get up the hill so they had to get new trains so we can't like look down uh, from our ivory towers on the poor spaniards here <laughs> australians <laughs> is just as clueless yes uh this is who am i uh for you cameron mm-hmm. the more clues you take up the less points go on your tally <clears throat> oh
2: god
1: who okay. am i i was born uh australian Okay. In Andy ni- Park. We'll probably keep, keep going. Uh, in 1968, so glad you didn't sort okay. of be yeah. ageist with me about sure. that. I'm sure. 54 years of age, which I'm not.
2: Hugh Jackman. You probably want another clue. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping I could get all the points then. Uh, okay, give me one more clue.
1: You're a gambler. I like it. Uh, I was born and raised in Melbourne with a career spanning television and music. Television and music. And I'm in the news this week. The entire concept behind this piece of radio. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, no. No, I don't know. Um, one more clue. I am Australia's highest selling female artist of all time.
2: Highest selling female artist of all time. Oh, is it Kylie Minogue? I was so ready
0: to come in with the steal there.
1: <laughs> what if I said Danny Minogue? Would that have been. Bit- <laughs> <laughs> Highest selling. It'll never work <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Kylie Minogue's on the Mardi Gras broadcast on ABC TV tomorrow at 7:30 p.m. Who says you can't do plugs on the nation's public broadcaster? <laughs> Brody, who am I? I am also Australian, born in 1969. I am 53 years of age. Okay, let's have another one. I too have an illustrious career. This is sounding like Danny Minogue, I know. Uh, (laughs) It's not Danny Minogue. I too have an illustrious career (laughs) in the entertainment industry across the stage and screen.
0: Okay.
1: Let's have a third. I'm also an environmental and humanitarian activist taking a position as a global goodwill ambassador for the UN's refugee agency.
0: Ooh, am I out of clues? You've got one
1: more and I think you'll have to get it when you hear this next clue. Okay, all right. Yep, let's, let's do it. This week I won a BAFTA for, my, for Best Actress for my portrayal as Ooh. a troubled composer. Am the... I Kate Blanchett? <laughs> right. Right. You're well right. Yeah, it's uh, Blanchett's fourth win uh, and sits al- alongside two Oscars. She was quoted this week saying she's going to chuck it in and give up on acting, which would be a bit of a shame, I would have thought. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think she should stick with it. She's doing, I, I, this is just some hot, hot take from me. I think she's pretty good.
1: Cameron says you're good <laughs> at your job.
2: Controversial, mm. very controversial.
1: Okay, this is the mystery news round. We get some songs, we smash them together. They point to a story that was in the news this week. Cameron, take a listen.
2: It's the-
1: Europe, yes. the final countdown. Mm-hmm. You had Lude featuring Colin Hay with Down Under. Uh, the last one was Voyager with Promise.
2: Oh, wow. Can I get a fourth song? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll give you a little bit of a, a clue. It has to do very much with the sound of that last song, the band Voyager. Do you know who they are? I know who they are, but I'm do not sure you know what they're enough. doing.
2: I, I assume they're touring. Can we plug that on the ABC? I don't know. I'm lost here. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to
1: pass. Brody, wipe the floor with him, would you?
2: I genuinely can't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I can't. I got nothing. I'm intrigued.
1: Oh,
2: feels so good to be equally dumb. (laughs) I'm going to have
1: to buzz you both out here. (laughs) So, that last song you heard was by Voyager, Mm -hmm. their song Promise. They are a Perth progressive metal band. Another personality. <laughs> uh, and they will represent Australia at the upcoming Eurovision. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, okay. Now, I think it's the first time we've had an ensemble. Right. Uh, they look exactly like you'd want to go to Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of shiny stuff. Excellent. Basically.
2: Perfect. Yeah. That's great. So we've never had a band. Not to my knowledge. We've had Kate Miller-Heidke, Montaigne. I think Guy Sebastian did it one year. Danny Im. Mm, Danny
1: Minogue, <laughs> Australia's eighteenth highest uh, earner. So yeah, um, Voyager—they're going to be on the screens for Eurovision come this year. Brody, this is for you. Have a listen. What story from the week is this all about? The club of life, alley, alley, alley.
2: Dilda
0: with me no time for loser, cause we are, the champions.
1: are you much of a sport person, Brody?
0: I'm smelling sport. It's I'm very- smelling sport. Oh. It
1: smells like denkerub in here all of a sudden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sensing uh, mm. there has perhaps been an Australian victory.
1: Yes, yes.
0: in some. yes, sporting format. Yes. Against
1: the other Ricky
0: Martin's hometown,
1: <laughs> Menudo. <laughs> uh, look, I don't think it's going to be enough. Um,
0: okay, so I'm hearing waltzing Matilda. Am I, am it, I correct okay. in guessing the Matildas? Is
1: they won against, yes. well, they won against a couple of teams. Okay. Oh, oh you're, all right. Right. All right. When you're right. You're right. You're right. And you, you're always right. Yeah, the Matildas won uh, the Cup of Nations after beating Spain and Jamaica this week. Just about the perfect warm-up for the Women's World Cup <clears> later <throat> this year.
2: To be fair to Spain, a- they're too busy pushing trains all week. so <laughs>
1: They've got that train issue. <laughs> yeah, It's all hands on deck to try and trim these tunnels. Uh, That's how they train. That's how they train,
0: on the trains. <laughs>
1: Now, look, as I pull out the genuine 1974 ABC calculator, it's all we're allowed to do under current budget provisions. It's got a little bit of paper at the top and it does reveal the score of 3.5 points going to Brodie Snook.
0: <clears throat> uh. The victory is so sweet, <laughs> even if there's half a point involved.
1: Who do you want to thank? Uh, where do you want to go with this uh, acceptance speech?
0: Oof. Well, I mean, there's been a theme today, so I would like to thank my fellow personalities. Uh, <laughs> yep, for supporting me. Um, not Basil, though, obviously. Um, yeah. Look, it's just it's just nice to get WA on the map for something else apart from a radioactive tablet. So. <laughs>
1: Well, recovered radioactive tablet. (laughs) Recovered radioactive tablet, yes. Can't forget that part. Very good stuff. Uh, Cameron, you're off around the country with your show, Electric Dreams. Uh, Best of luck, Break a Leg. Brody. you're off to the Adelaide Fringe and other festivals too. We'll keep an eye out for your new show, Villain. Congratulations, and that was the Friday Quiz. Thank you for coming along.
2: Thanks for having us. Thank you.
1: Listen to more great stories that take you beyond
2: the headlines.